If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. Only a podcast. Well, I guess we've been talking a lot on classics, but I guess we can say... um, Anybody got anything new? I mean, I, I believe all four of us have, have seen the Babadook now, have we? I have. Uh, yep. Thanks God, for the I warning, by the way. So much. <laughs> I really liked it. It was so weird and like unsettling, and oh, I liked it. I enjoyed I, it. I, it's, it's the difference of there's yeah. I. It was different. That's that's one of the main reasons I liked it. But I just I love atmospheric. I love creepy. I love things that are not like here. We're going to put this music scene right here so that you know this is when you're supposed to be scared to jump. Versus things just come completely out of left field. And you're like holy shit. Well, and it just it, it had me very uneasy pretty much from the get go. And I really like that unease when it comes mm-hmm. to horror, where you're just just. Uh, not sure how this is going to go and not sure when things are going to come out and not sure what's going to happen. I I like that that unsettled experience. Mm -hmm. I I will say this. I I will say this. um, When you guys were first starting to talk about it, I made mention of it to Amanda and she noticed it was on demand here. And for the last couple of weeks, we've been toying about getting it. Finally, a couple, what was it? The other day, Jen, that I texted you yeah. about it, mm-hmm. we, d- we decided we we're going to watch it. And I texted Jen. I said, okay, watch the Babadook. Is there anything I need to know about? Because as I've told you, I somet- there's a couple of things that might trigger me to just have to leave the room. One of them is, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a certain thing that happens that I really don't oh. dig in, in movies. Yeah, I right on the same page with you. Yeah. So I'm like, I really do appreciate the warning if there's anything I need to know. And she gives me the warning. I'm like, thank you. So it comes up and I got my head in my shirt, literally. And I hear it. I told her when to cover her face. <laughs> <laughs> I see the scene in, or I hear the scene in question. I'm like, yep, I think I'm glad I missed this. But um, <laughs> the uh, thing about that movie in particular, and I don't want this to sound offensive to anyone in any way. But there was a couple of things I noticed right off the bat. One, the first thing I noticed is I would never be a parent ever. This is probably why I'm a lesbian. <laughs> because if I ha- if if I were a parent, that kid would probably snapped me long before anything in the movie went down. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't help but notice that. And again. Ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, understand this is not intended to be offensive to anyone or anything in any way. Or if you are a parent that has an autistic child, this is not meant to offend you. If anything, this is me giving enormous amounts of respect to you. But I couldn't help but 
think, because I've seen parents that have uh, autistic children on every level of the spectrum, and I couldn't help but wonder if at first the child was autistic because of some of the behavior uh, traits he was distributing. And I was just saying, holy crap. You know, that's another thing that drew me into that movie is the acting for the mother was just like, I think she should have got a, a nomination for an Oscar for that role. Oh, yeah. Well, like you easy. never get that for horror movies, but she was perfect. But that kid, that's the first film he's ever done. Mm-hmm. And he was he was awesome. He was. That he was, was just awesome. perfect. Well, even by, by the end of it, I mean, to, again, trying to avoid spoilers where I can on it. But even by the end, I mean, for the first hour of the movie, you're like, God, I hate this kid. <laughs> yeah. He all does is shriek, and all he does is piss me off. But by the end, you're rooting for the kid. You're liking the kid. <laughs> so. Well, and that's I think that's a pretty big feat from how you start out at the beginning where you're just like, I just want to punch his little face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and by the end, you're like, yeah, go kid. Like, you're saving everything, and you're awesome, and blah. It, like the fact that it able is able to pull you in enough where you become invested and you are able to your emotions towards this character are able to evolve to such a level is really impressive, I think. That in the writing, I mean, that that's the journey of the mother, basically, of just tolerating the child because it's her responsibility to at the very end, you know, taking ownership of her motherhood and protection of the child it just it was just fantastic and it's funny because in my mind you kind of when you watch horror movies you get out of it what you kind of bring into it and i watched it for the first time with my niece and nephew and they're due to have a baby like in the next three weeks i loved it my nephew thought it was okay like loved like one of the real creepy parts that i won't talk about to spoil anything my niece hated it. She's like, this is boring and dull. But yet my girlfriend, who's a single parent, like, you know, I that movie struck a chord with me as a single parent of just how exhausted you can get at times mm-hmm. having to be the, the sole person taking care of this child, entertaining the child. So I'm kind of curious, once my niece has her baby and she's having to deal with being a mother, and she'll kind of come around maybe in a few years if she watches it again – She's like, oh, yes, that's where I got really frustrated at my daughter because she wouldn't go to sleep or, you know, something like that. I thought it was kind of interesting to see the difference of the two. Well, and I think what was really like what was really sad to me about it is they did a very good job of. And obviously this kid was kind of a special case from the get go, but um, they did a very good job of showing this isolation and how, you know, if the people that you're the the pool of people that your kid can interact with becomes more and more limited, the pool of people that you get to interact with becomes more and more limited. And then you're isolated, which kind of leaves room for the creepiness that happens. You know what I mean? Because if she had people that were always around her and stuff, I don't think that the events would have been able to unfold the way that they did. Oh, no. And you, it was very sad that. to me. She was a very sad character to me. And then at the end, you just are kind of like, you go. Like, yeah. Well, it's like the, that, that would be true, too. I mean, like you said, with the circle of friends, and if you brought in that other person by, by interjecting a third party into the story and the experience, 
it would cut even it would cut away a lot of what you're getting to see of is this reality or is this just her her sleep deprived PTSD uh, morning brain screwing with us. Yeah, exactly. I think that's where I was going when I was watching the movie, because like I said, at first I thought maybe the kid was autistic. Then I wondered if maybe all of this was because the mom wasn't getting sleep and the mind can fuck with you when you don't get enough sleep. Sleep deprivation's nasty. And then you get into the uh, the final stage and you just don't know what the fuck to think anymore. (laughs) But yeah, that... it, it was. Let's just say it wasn't in my normal wheelhouse of horror movies, but I actually dug it mm-hmm. compared to what I'm used to. But yeah, I, I actually was pretty pretty impressed by it all around. It was actually my second favorite film of last year, and it, it does what so many modern day horror movies fail to do. Like it established the characters and actually made you care about them. They weren't just you know character one, character two waiting to get killed off by something. And it built tension. That movie built tension and atmosphere like one I have not seen in a very long time. And when there's one scene where things happen that I, I get goosebumps right now talking about it. Like I watched it with my niece and nephew on demand. The next weekend, our local art house theater got it. And I went with a friend and watched it at the theater. Knowing what was coming, that scene still gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Well, I will say um, one thing. I can we can shift around for another topic real quick because we're uh, we're coming kind of on the mark we discussed for length here. Um, you uh, with what Joe said of the experience with your horror movie can really be a lot different sometimes depending on what you bring into it. And um, since we've talked a lot about everything that we like, I know there's a couple movies that are a little decisive within our our group here, and uh, it brings me to discussion of like say Blair Witch because <laughs> I know like there's a couple of us Joe and I that really loved it Dawn's I love Blair it. Witch Blair Witch is one of my favorites no comment from the peanut gallery here <laughs> <laughs> well but no it's that's what I mean this is this is why we're do- we're talking about it because we've all got our our different tastes different influences there's um which I know as we go on I know we've talked about like trying to keep different genres as maybe topics for each show to kind of hit upon and stuff. And it's like, I know, uh, like the discussion that's come up with like last house on the left, uh, uh, I spit on your grave. A lot of the movies like that. I am still one of those people. I will watch those movies at least once because for me, it kind of, it helps me figure out where exactly my benchmark is for my uncomfortableness with a movie. Cause like, uh, one I watched, Last summer, I finally watched uh, *Cannibal Holocaust*, and Oof. I have never ever watching that movie again. <laughs> That's a rough one. There's, a, I, mean, I don't think I've the, ever seen that one yet. Oh, with the, the graphics, the found footage, and everything else. The thing yeah. that the thing that got me the most was the there's actual live animal mutilations they did in the movie. Yes. That's yeah, what I, disturbed I've, me more. I, I've so. heard enough about the movie to know I don't think I ever want to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. See, I'm one of those people, I'll take the bullet for everyone else, because it's, like, I know there's, just out of its infamy and my own curiosity, I have never been able to find a copy of a Serbian film. I won't. I've not seen that, and I kind of, that's one of the ones I just don't know if I could do. Yeah. Well, I know, um, to to discuss our podcasting brethren, um, 
Wayne Talbot, Wayne Talbot with the, the Irish Pubcast, that he's one of those, he kind of has a similar thing like I am that will, you want to watch these movies, but you'll just watch them once and that's enough. So it's, yeah, I don't always actively seek those movies, but every now and then if it's there, I, I, I will just to kind of see, you know, where my own ethical moral benchmarks might maybe shifting or not. And I actually found, you know, as I've gotten older, things have throttled back from what they used to be of what I'm like could tolerate or I wouldn't say enjoy watching, but would watch. So yeah, it's, it's taste change over time. So. Yeah. Cause I used to watch faces of death constantly and you couldn't really pay me to watch those movies these days. No. I, I'm just not interested in and most modern slasher stuff. I'm not interested in anymore either. I did see some clips of uh, one of the faces of death a while back because I've got a wonderful documentary that used to be only available in the UK, but it's now available through Amazon in the US, but it's called uh, The Video Nasties. Mm-hmm. And it's a history of the, the 37 films that were banned in the UK by their censorship board, essentially. And yeah, a lot of the classic movies we were talking about earlier, it's like, oh, that's on, the, that's a video nasty. That's a video nasty. That's still on the list. That one's still here. And it's a great, uh, if anyone else looks for it, it's a great DVD set to get because it has, it's three discs. One's the documentary. The second disc is, uh, all of the trailers for the ones that are still banned by the video nasty list with a brief introduction of what the movie was like and the, the reviews at the time and why it was banned. And then the third disc is the other films that were banned, but uh, they won their appeal and are no longer on the ban list. So it's, it's great if you like watching old shitty horror movie trailers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a, um, and I can't for the life of me think of what it was called, but they used to have compilation VHSs of they would be trailers, they'd be clips from the movies, right. et cetera, et cetera. And there was one that my mom, we were sitting watching it, and it was pretty gory. It, I don't, I really can't remember what it was called, but all of a sudden she just gets up and she leaves the room, and me and my brother sat and watched the rest of it. And, and I was like, "What? what's going on there? And she says, I had to go lay down on the bathroom floor. I thought I was going to faint. I'm like, really? <laughs> but everyone has their limit where they hit it, and I, I haven't found my, my limit yet. But there have been a few movies that I have not bothered watching again because I'm like, eh, I was all right. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> but I had friends like that back in high school that uh, Tasha and Shelly. I always remember that because it was we're at like uh, some late resort with the rented cabin in their little store there. You can rent VCRs and watch movies and I'm like, oh, they got one of my favorite horror movies that I want to expose these people to. Hellraiser. Oh, yes. And at the part at the very end of Jesus wept and the the whole blowing apart of the body. Yeah, they both got up and ran for, one ran out the front door and the other one ran straight to the bathroom because they both had to go puke. (laughs) I love Hellraiser. Well, like a couple of years ago at the, we have like a downtown Halloween thing that happens here like a week before Halloween. And, um, at one, somebody had come dressed as pinhead and it was a really good costume. This was probably when my youngest was, oh gosh, she must've been five, six, seven, somewhere in there. And, uh, she's just kind of eyeballing the guy. 
And he just very slowly turns and looks down at her. And she looks at him. She's like, he's kind of creepy. And I'm like, he is from an amazing movie. I'm like, someday you'll watch it. Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a 12-year-old daughter that there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, someday, my child. Someday. (laughs) Yeah, I, I... I have a thing where I have to watch, like, with horror, I have to watch it before they do. And my older daughter has seen Blair Witch, The Ring, um, just, you know, The Grudge. She's seen just a bunch of horror movies, but there are certain ones where I'm like, eh, not yet. And she keeps, she actually keeps bugging me about Kevin Smith movies. No, not yet. (laughs) There will be a time, and I will totally sit and watch it with you. Not yet. Oh god, my both my nephews, I let them watch Clerks with me, and it had been a while since I had seen it, and I can't remember how old they were, but I want to say my youngest nephew was still like in middle school, <laughs> and halfway through it, I'm like, I didn't remember how much this language was, was in this choice. movie. Either right now, you're <laughs> really bad uncle or the really cool uncle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, I think I was a little bit of both. <laughs> I really did. Like I started cringing every time they would say something halfway through it, and they both like just eyes glued to the television, soaking it all in. And even now, they're like, "Remember when you let us watch Clerks? Remember when you like? Oh, God, yes! Don't tell anyone I did that." <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like, because my kids really want to understand. Because I mean, I, you know, I'm pretty obsessive about Mr. Smith and his works, and. uh they want to understand because they're like, okay, you've met this guy, you have pictures with him, you have all his movies, you have posters and all sorts of ruckus. What's the deal? And I'm like, I not yet. Not yet. Honest, we will. When you're old enough, we'll totally watch all of them. You will enter the viewers universe. <laughs> For now, just, it's awesome. And you're really going to like it someday. But <laughs> I can't just yet. Well, at know. all. Yeah, since we're talking Kevin Smith movies as well, um, how many of you have seen Tusk? I still haven't I have. sat down to see it yet. I, I bought it. I bought it because um, Amanda more or less wanted to see it more than I did. I just did, it didn't strike me as something of his that I wanted to see, to be honest. But I, I'm willing to give it a shot somewhere down the road. Yeah. I well liked I'm, it. It wasn't. I mean, it definitely wasn't. One that I'll, you know, with Clerks, I'll watch it. If I can't think of something to watch, I'll throw in Clerks. I'll throw in Clerks 2. I'll throw in Dogma. I, I don't know that I'd very often throw in Tusk, but I actually, I I liked it. I thought it was weird and creepy and it, it was... I'm more, I'm curious about. That's why I, I know I'll watch it, but it, it's, it hasn't been one of those, I'm like, oh God, I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this. So it's, yeah, it's, it's on my, it's have- on my cues. I have to See, say, I, I was not prepared for the walrus suit. I was, I was like, wow. Like I, it wasn't what I expected. And it was, it was a little bit more than I expected. Cause I mean, I think that everybody's pretty clear. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that the movie revolves around some dude wanting to turn in another dude in walrus. We've all got that. That's pretty blatant. But I really was kind of blown away by the suit. It wasn't what I had anticipated. And Michael Parks was fucking so creepy. I can't even. I was like, wow. 
Well, he, he's done, I mean, with all the different oddball characters he's done even in the Quentin Tarantino films, that there's bits where you could see he could, he could do creepy. Yeah, so, yeah. But I, Ooh, I know I've already... Pretty- I've already had the, the, what the look of the walrus spoiled for me, cause I think it was off of Bloody Disgusting or something, but it was like one of those articles of the 14 most fucked up movie moments of 2014, and it had, it had a full screenshot of the walrus suit. I so. thought he also has it hanging up in, uh, the secret stash, too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, did I have sure that. avoided all, pretty much all spoiler, like pictures I do need, because I wanted to rush. I knew but I really, really just wanted to into it not being sure how things were going to go and I I'm kind of glad that I went that way but it, I really like when they first started talking about it, I really hadn't anticipated the commitment to the walrus suit I was, I was expecting I just I don't know I just wasn't expecting what it was and I was Pretty excited with how it was, actually, which is probably a little creepy, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it was the right place for creepy, I think. <laughs> See, that's, Tusk for me was one of those movies that I can readily admit, like, I see what some people do like about it, but it just missed me. I sat in the theater with a bunch of just, all of us were Kevin Smith fans, you could just tell, especially by the things that they were laughing at in certain parts of the movie. But when we left, everyone else was talking about how much they loved it, and I was like, I didn't love it. And then the more I thought about it, the more I kind of started picking it apart, and it's not that type of movie. Like You just kind of have to roll with the premise, and it just – I don't know. I just, it wasn't one for me. I don't think I'd ever watch it again, even though Michael Parks was good, and even Justin Long was really good in it. Mm-hmm. But they had a real problem. I had read something um, where Kevin was saying that Justin Long actually gave him a note on the script of, hey, you got to make this guy a little bit more likable so that people have someone to root for. And apparently they softened Justin Long's character. I never liked his character. <laughs> like, not even for no, a second. Yeah, so that kind of threw me off because I just really didn't have anyone to root for in the movie. And then it turned into just basically like torture porn, and that it's, I don't care about those yeah, films at I'm all. Not, I'm not they don't. A fan they do nothing for me for the most part. Very few of them, like The Strangers, except for the end when they copped out. You know that one I like. Hostel I could care couldn't care less about. Like it's just you know Strangers that sort of thing doesn't do anything. Strangers, if I could edit movies and put them back out in the theater, I would chop off like the last minute of that movie and it would be damn near perfect because as everyone will find out, like I love a downer ending. Like yeah. um, I was talking about I the too. mist earlier. I know a lot of people that hate the film of the mist because of how it ends. I think that's yep. the most perfect ending of any movie ever in the world. That's what I said to Joe and Amanda was giving me so much grief going. All they had to do was wait five more minutes, <laughs> five more minutes, but no, the mist made me really angry and then i went and rewatched it again and i i but initially i literally slammed my laptop shut i was stomping around the house but i was like what is problem i'm like fucking mist the fucking yeah. mist. See, i'm like me, i was I was late yeah. in coming to actually finally seeing the movie of the mist so i had already had that part of the ending spoiled for me 
Oh, that by, sucks. By that time. So yeah, but it's, it's it happens. I accept it. It's it's one of those things of by that point, yeah, the mist had been out like over five years by that by the point I'd seen it. So I accept the fact when things get spoiled for me that way. But uh, God, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, with the downer endings. That's uh, and along the lines with the strangers. I did finally see the original version of uh, Funny Games. The, the uh, how I've not watched that yet. How is that? It was very good, and apparently the the American redo he did is a shot for shot of it, but okay. I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, I've it, seen the American version. I've not seen the original. Oh, with the way the way it plays off things, of, especially breaking the fourth wall and other techniques it does in the movie and stuff. That um, have any any of you seen the either version of it? No. I have. I've seen both, actually. Okay. The thing that got me that that struck me because uh, it was another one I watched when I did my was doing my blog series of foreign horror that that was the most terrifying, chilling, hardcore scene for me. That was just one of those tensions of grief. Was the scene when uh, they flipped the coin of who's going to get killed, the kid or the dad? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he's off in the off in the kitchen making a sandwich, and he comes back, and. Granted, I guess it's probably in both versions since it's supposed to be shot for shot, but it holds on that room for a still shot for like a good two minutes of just letting you sit yeah. in that quiet... Where you just sit jangle, like you're just like, oh... Well, and you're soaking in the mom's grief mm-hmm. and stuff too, and just, yeah, that, that hit hard. I mean, that, that, that really stuck with me after watching that movie, so I do need to watch the, the remake one of these days. So, um, anybody got anything else they want to throw out? Because we're up, at, we're about an hour and a half at this point. Or do we want to keep? Or... I'm I'm pretty good. I mean, pretty soon we're going to cover every subject we we're going to touch on future shows. <laughs> well, and I think that I think that we've definitely done a good job of of showing kind of how we each approach horror, even just kind of an overview, just introducing ourselves as and how we got into it. And what we kind of gravitate towards and kind of stay away from a little bit. Although it doesn't sound like really any of us completely avoid any subgenres. We just maybe are not as into some as we are into others. Um, And I I think it's it's a good start at letting people know that, you know, while we're all horror buffs and horror fans, we do have different kind of thought processes behind it and different styles that we enjoy more than others and I think it's a good intro. Yeah, that's a good good opening salvo for this, for our ongoing recordings. And Which I am that super man, excited about. And we learned that man bingo is not for kids. <laughs> it's not I it just sucks because I buy kids for this weekend, so it's a little bit of a bummer. But whatever, yeah. I'll find some- I'll just get yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre instead. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see Santa Claus killing somebody. Here, have some cannibal chainsaw killers. Here you go. Uh, and still to this day, I, I went out to visit one of my best friends in uh, Phoenix, and we drove out to Sedona and went hiking. And we were walking down this dirt road to get to the trailhead, and I'm like, this is the most fucked up thing ever. This is the beginning of every horror movie we've ever seen. What the fuck are we doing right now? It's well, we, still, it's in my head. Like any sort of house in the rural area. With you. Like 
Well, we went, when I went and saw, I saw Blair Witch the night it opened with a friend of mine. <clears throat> and we subsequently decided that we should go to Walmart because we were both freaked out. Went to Walmart, <laughs> walked around the brightly lit Chinese made whatever. And then she wanted to go back and she had just, she was in the process of moving. She's like, oh, I want to show you my new apartment. We get there. There's no electricity. Oh, I'm like, this is really fun. And I got home like not long after that and realized that I hadn't left my porch light on. And I literally parked my car in the driveway with the headlights on high beams to walk up to my door, unlock it, reach in, turn on the light and then come back out and shut off my car. <laughs> the next night, my then husband had he was pissed that I had gone without him. So he was like, I want to go. I'm like, oh, I'll totally go. I'm like, but it's it creeped me out just to warn you. So we go creepy again and we're driving home and he was kind of notorious for taking these roundabout routes and I just would kind of zone out I didn't really pay attention which is probably why I have a horrible sense of direction and um, all of a sudden I look up and we're at a dead end and I look over at him I'm like that's not funny he goes I didn't know this road was a dead end I'm like can we get the fuck out of here please <laughs> like the Blair Witch is gonna come and we're gonna get lost it's gonna be awful let's go See, I went opening night as well. I think there were like six or seven of us that went to watch it, including my ex. And, you know, I, as a kid growing up, my grandparents lived on five acres of land and nearly all of it was wooded. So I remember as a young child, like hanging out on their little patio off their living room and then hearing all kind of weird shit out in the dark woods mind going crazy of what it might be, I brought all of that into that movie for me. So yep. it creeped me out to no end, even though I was old at that point. And at the time, my ex and I lived in this little duplex, and behind the duplex was wet, protected wetland, so it was all woods. And I remember getting out of the car and hearing all kinds of shit in the woods as I was walking to the duplex. I'm like, oh, God, this is fucking terrible. I am not going to sleep tonight. I want to hear all kinds of crazy shit. And it was funny because she hated the movie, not because of content, but it made her so motion sick she was nauseous. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people say that. I, I didn't luckily experience that, but oh my gosh, I just pretty much, by the end of it, I was literally curled up in the movie theater chair with like my, <laughs> like hugging my knees, just like, oh God, oh God, like, eh. See, I'm a yeah, leg that's... shaker. Like if I'm really into it, I'll be, I'll lean forward slightly and my, like, I'll be bouncing up and down. Like my right leg would just be going like crazy. <clears throat> and I was doing that in the entire movie almost. Like once they got into the woods and things started happening, it just didn't stop to the very end. And even people that hate that movie, I hear all the time, like, you know, hey, that last like two minutes it was really, really creepy. <laughs> well, most everyone. <laughs> For people who like the movie. That's what that's what those is clarifier they're done. Well, no, he did. He said even those no, who no. hated the movie thought oh. that the last. Yeah, I, I, I oh, have no, talked no, to people no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, I have talked to people that can't stand the movie, but they will concede that the end is creepy. Well, you, just the, pretty much the minute you see that little house, it's like, oh god. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to share something with you guys. I, I I talked about it in a different podcast, but my motivation for seeing that movie, I loved the trailers. I thought those were brilliant because it honestly led you to believe that this was actual shit. Should that, That's where I'm naive like my mom. Didn't watch the Mandingo, but yeah, I, anyway. 
But the thing is, is when I went to go see it, it was because my mo- one motivation was to get laid. Because the girl who I went with to see it was dying to see it. I was dying to do other things. So I'm like, okay, fine. We'll go see it in hopes that I'm going to get lucky afterward. Not that horror movies are a good turn on, but unless you're really, really, hey, I did uh, Anyway, by the time the movie was over, she's like, wasn't that awesome? I'm like, it fucking sucked. Forget the fact that I was sitting in the first fucking row. You want to talk about uh, motion sickness? Yeah, I could have done that. Motion sickness. My head's craned all the way back. I'm watching all this all this crap unfold, and the entire time, forget the fact I wanted to get laid. That was thrown out the window. The entire time I'm sitting there going, is this going to end soon? Because <laughs> I'm not even thinking of my anxiety of seeing a horror flick in a theater. That tells you where my motivation really was lying, because, I, again, I don't see horror films in theaters unless there's a damn good reason. So I'm sitting there going, this fucking blows, this fucking blows, this fucking blows. This sucks. So we're walking out, and I'm like, we could have seen freaking Sixth Sense, for God's sakes. I don't, that one, but the the entire time, the whole wanting to get laid, I just wanted to get my freaking eight bucks back. Oh, I loved it. I still watch it a couple times a year, to be perfectly honest. And I was super excited to show it to my older daughter because she had expressed interest. And, I, you know, I explained to her kind of <clears throat> what the advertising was for it and how it like I showed her a couple of the like documentaries about it and all that stuff just to kind of give her an idea. And I, you know, I explained to her hardly any of us had the internet back then. <laughs> like, So it was like, you could only find out so much online and they did a really good job at really pulling you in. I mean, I think I saw the previews for it. Oh, I don't know, six months before it came out. And from that second, I was like, Oh yes, I will be there. And uh, I worked at a movie theater at the time and we didn't get the movie, but whoever was doing their like street promotion, peppered every single car in our parking lot with flyers of have you seen these kids and i was so ecstatic when i saw them out there I'm like who's putting shit on people's cars out there and i went out and saw what it was I'm like keep going it's good it's good like, it's all yes. good <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny though is going back to uh the whole thing about meeting tom savini you know what else we talked about besides grindhouse films our mutual dislike of the blair witch project <laughs> he Hated that movie. Goes, oh, I guess anyone can just film a movie with a freaking handheld and we can make a fortune off of it if we do the promotions, right? But, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, oh. I am so with you. I oh, didn't get laid it. because of that movie. Love that movie. Love it. I didn't get laid as a result, but I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> can't have it all. I think I did after Well, what's funny is. Theater, but I don't know if it was because of the movie or not. I think it was just because it was a Friday night. <laughs> it's a Friday night. You're up late. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm gonna watch Blair Witch. <laughs> I'm gonna watch Frozen. Well, I remember a few I years know. ago when The Ring came out. Um, one of my friends had rented it, and then she got it home and realized it was PG-13. She's like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." She was like, 
seriously, she goes, I assumed it was R because the previews look so creepy. She was like, I'll report back. She goes, it it's probably going to be terrible, though. And then that night I was hanging out with friends at my house and my phone rings and it's her. And she's like, uh, um, we're definitely sitting out on the porch because we had to take a break. She goes, this movie is freaking creepy. And I'm like, nah, she's like, no, it absolutely is. She goes, I, I'll lend it to you tomorrow. She goes, it is so creepy. It, uh, we're both sitting out here just kind of taking a breather. And it was just so funny because it reminded me of like my friend when we had gone to see Blair Witch. She was like, well, it looks really good, but I don't think it's going to creep me out. And I'm like, oh my God, it looks totally spooky, truly. And by the time we walked out of there, she was like pretty much like trembling. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> this one I didn't like because every friend I had that had already seen it kept building it up. Like, oh my god, this is the scariest movie ever. You're going to love this movie. It's so great. And I watched it with my best friend and his wife. And I sat through it, and I think I jumped maybe once. And then at the very end of it, he was sitting across the room from me, and he, like, discreetly dialed my number on his cell phone so my phone would ring right after the movie was over and i was like dude no like this was fucking lame he's like no and it was great and he starts telling me all the reasons why i should like it i'm like but no i it wasn't that good i still haven't seen the ringu because i didn't like the ring so much but i hear the original is like far superior yeah well that's like with the the grudge i well, Everyone had talked up the grudge to me because obviously I'm not very quiet about what kinds of movies I like. And um, and then I saw it and I'm like, meh. And it, I mean, it even had Sarah Michelle Gellar and I was still like, meh. Ghost movies creep me out. So that one did get me. I, I was the guy in the theater opening weekend with my hands in front of my face at certain parts <laughs> of that film. <laughs> so before we... Before we start down this rabbit trail too far, because Japanese horror, Asian horror, all that, and why Hollywood feels the need to remake stuff versus having original ideas, <laughs> there's that's definitely topics we can hit on to in a future episode. True that, true that. So You can tell we've all been jonesing for some horror talk, can't you? I know, but we're coming up on uh, like uh, almost two hours. <laughs> <laughs> What, four-hour podcasts aren't the norm? I know. Not unless you're Kevin Smith. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, shit, I should have got high for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anybody got any, like, projects, blogs, anything you want to share for, uh, pimp yourself up for people to get a hold of you or if you care about any of that stuff? You know what I'm going to pimp, so everyone go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Just go I'll, ahead. I'll get, I'll get mine out uh, right away. That uh, we do have. Uh, if you're listening to our show, I'm assuming too you have been one of the over 100 people that have hung with us on our Facebook page for Podcast Macabre before we even had a show made. We've had this much interest in the Facebook page, and thank you everybody. So feel free to you know post your own little comments, news, whatever else comes up. It's a public page, and we like getting the feedback. And uh, for myself, like I mentioned, I've done a few entries in my weekly blog, uh, making it through the middle, uh, over on blogger.com that, uh, there is my series for, uh, the global terror threat did it over six weeks. I think it was and covered horror movies all around the world. Some true gems. You can check those out there. And I've got some old blog posts on there too, where I talk about horror as well. So 
Joe, you got anything you want to promote? I have absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm like the most boring guy ever. <laughs> well, how about you, Jen? Um, I have a blog that I haven't touched in quite some time that I'll probably get more into, but once I do, I will, uh, I'll put it out there because it's actually pretty fun. Just I've been slacking on it, so. <laughs> so, Don, bring it home. <laughs> okay, because I'm a horror in more ways than one, and that's horror, not horror, horror, uh, I have actually three things to plug. The first one, you can still get it on Amazon. I'm part of a horror anthology. It's called Nightmares and Echoes. It's published by Gorillas with Scissors Press. My, hey, I didn't come up with the name. I love the name. Personally, I like it. I do. I do. I like it. It's so fitting. But uh, my my short story is actually based on an actual event. Ninety, I'd like to say ninety five, ninety eight percent of the story is true. The very end, however, is not. That's the only thing I give away in it. And I, I've had a lot of people that came up to me and go, did this shit really happen? I'm like, yeah, it really did. And believe me, I'm to this day still not happy about it, but I digress. It's called, again, Nightmares and Echoes. It's $6.99 on Amazon for a paperback. For Kindle, I believe it's $0.99. Cents. I don't know if it's still available on Kindle, but I can always double-check and find out. Um, the two, I am, two, which is actually one, that I'm very very passionate about and obviously my compatriot Chris is passionate about it because he not only pledged to both pages but he pimps it as much as I do and we're desperately trying to sell 45 more fucking shirts I know I want it a shirt gonna, man it ain't gonna fucking happen dude I, I really I don't know. think so and the funny part that kills me is I had people that told me if you do it again let me know well where are you bastards yeah, I said well, it's it. Probably, it's probably because you didn't thank them. Anyway. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. However. Hint, hint. <laughs> Apple. Anyway. Um, but the big ones I am passionate about, it's I'm doing back-to-back polar plunges. Yes, insane runs in my family. But... Um, I do at least one every year. This is going to be the first time ever. I don't know if anyone else that participates in these do back-to-backs, but this is going to be my first time doing this. I'm plunging. The first one is in Detroit on Valentine's Day. Yeah, guess who else isn't going to get laid that day? Probably. (laughs) Yeah, Anyone's running a theme here with me? Anyway... The next day, I'm going to Ann Arbor, and I'm, per, you know, participating in the plunge at the uh, big house at the University of Michigan. Um, trying to think where where I wanted to go with this. Basically, the first year I did it, I did it in a full bunny suit, which I never will do again, because it weighed me down so fucking badly. It was like putting out as soon as I got out of the water, it was like an additional fifty pounds to my already large frame. And then I did it as Bubba Ray Dudley, and then the following year I did it as Jason Voorhees. Which, 
funny story about that. Everyone kept coming up to me and asking if the machete I was carrying was real. Like, I'm really going to bring a real machete. I might. I have one. But this one was fake. But I digress. To pimp the pages, I don't know when this is going to be published, but hopefully Hopefully this pod will be up. Yeah, I was about to say, hopefully it'll be up before the uh, actual uh, plunges take place. But if you want to donate at least $5, honestly, I I can never stress it enough to a lot of people. $5 with over 400 friends I have on Facebook, that adds up. And I I think a lot of people are like, ah, well, someone else will donate. No, 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 no. $5. That's a latte. That's a frickin' bagel. That's a muffin. That's something you can probably do without for at least a fucking day. I'm a rude person. I'm sorry. Anyway, $5 adds up. So I'm encouraging people to please, you go to www.firstgiving.com backslash fundraiser backslash Dawn, I'm just going to spell my last name because you're not going to get it. It's Dawn uh, hyphen A-U-T-H-I-E-R backslash. You can either go to Detroit 15 or, son of a bitch, there's someone at my front door, (laughs) or backslash U of M. If you want to find it easier, you can go to my, I'll I'll even post it on the Podcast Macabre page if allowed. Oh yeah, but of course you can you can go there. I'll post the links there, or you could go to my Facebook page. I post the links daily. I'm sure I'm driving people insane, but I don't care. I'm so passionate about this. I decided to go much larger with my goals this year than I normally do. Usually, I try to aim between 500 to 1,000. I'm like, this This year I'm going, because I'm doing two of them, I'm going big or I'm going home. I'm going home anyway, maybe in an icebox, who knows. But for Detroit, I'm trying to raise 2500 For Ann Arbor, I'm trying to raise 1000 And I'm not even halfway to my goal on either one. So I, I can't stress it enough. If you donate at least 5 bucks, it goes a long way. I know it's not as uh, sexy a charity as some of the other ones out there, but... I've always been a uh, person that goes for the underdogs, and this is my, my the charity that I'm very committed to. If oh, I yeah. if I can if I can dunk myself in ice water every day for 30 days and it keeps them competing, I'll do it. Right now, let's just keep it at two. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I digress. I'll post the links later. Yep, go right ahead. So I guess that wraps us up for our first episode. Um, I guess we haven't figured out yet how often we're going to record, but again, you know, what our schedule allows. Hopefully, at a minimum, we're looking at monthly. So hopefully more frequently of that if we can work it out. So anyway, so uh, yeah, whatever order you guys want to say goodbye in. <laughs> so yes. Don't Anyone? all do it at once. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We'll be right back. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) Perfection. What's that noise? I'll be right back. You sure you're in the house alone? 
Why haven't and, uh, you checked the children lately? You be a lamb. Don't You're going to make me watch that again now. <laughs> Have you checked the children? Uh, so. And I'll, I'll just do my favorite quote from Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Man, a few words. Lock it down. <laughs> Okay, folks. So, till next time. Bye, everybody. Later. Goodbye.